Hello, you are listening to Talk the Line. I am Jen Long. We upload a new episode of this podcast every Friday and I talk to a musician, generally a musician, about something they are passionate about. Their kind of hidden secret, the thing they don't usually get to embellish upon in interviews. It's the sort of thing they only talk about once you turn the microphone off. We upload a new episode every Friday. You can check out our previous episodes at talktheline.blog from Nadine Shah on mental health to Marika Hackman on condiments. Uh, you can follow us on social media at talktheline on Twitter or on Instagram too. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Jen Long. And you know what would be great? if you could subscribe to this podcast. That way you will get it delivered to your phone or wherever else you listen to podcasts every single week. This week we are back at Iceland Airwaves. Jofritha Akadutir is one of Iceland's most talented and productive young musicians and at the age of 24 she's a veteran of the Reykjavik music scene with eight albums under her belt and acclaim from the likes of fellow Icelander Björk. Jafritha's been making music since she was 11 and her first band, Pascal Pinon, grew out of a fake radio station she invented with her twin sister, Astilda, during a hike with their mother. Three years later, Pascal Pinon self-released their debut album and Jafritha's DIY attitude and collaborative approach led to central roles in two more bands, the electronic trio Samaris and Icelandic trap collective Gangly. She's collaborated with the likes of Lapalux and Denna, and last year she dropped Brazil, her first proper solo album under the name JFDR. She's been a mainstay of the annual Iceland Airwaves Music Festival, playing almost every year, and that's where we met her to talk about her obsession with matcha. <laughs> thank you for inviting us today. <laughs> well, thank you for, for, for doing this with me, for going through this together. Yeah, and this place is gorgeous. It is. Have you been to the bathroom? No. It's, they have bird sounds. Oh, lovely. And um, it has really nice smells, and they have hairspray. Do you notice, I mean, for the listener, they would not have seen the, the bar, no, not bartender, but the waitress who was mm. just here. Her hair is kind of standing up. Yeah. How would you say that? Uh, yeah, it was just like her it's hair upright. was sticking up. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that's why they have the hairspray. Oh, maybe it's just her hairspray for, uh, that she left in there. Or it's just for the, the customers. What would, you, what would you need to use hairspray for? I think this place is kind of, it's got a beautiful vibe, but it also has a very particular vibe. Yeah. I think it is kind of designed, I mean, everyone here is welcome, and I've seen some strange characters in here. Um, but I think it is, has a kind of, a, that Japanese, also, also the kind of the, maybe the, Anime. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Element. Anyway. So we're, we're. I mean, for people listening, it is it is kind of a Japanese-themed cafe. Cafe. Yeah. In Reykjavik. In Reykjavik. Yeah. And it's kind of out the way. Like I feel like yeah. it, you would have to have a reason to come here. You want to come here. Yes. Right. Okay. But it's worth it. So this is like a favorite local spot of yours. Yes, because it's a bit secret. See, of course. Because it's so far away. You know. But then there are some tourists in here. So it can't be that secret. Yeah, <coughs> definitely. Well, I mean, there's, there's just us. Paul and myself. Yes. <laughs> the tourists are not so, They're not bad. And I like that you picked this place because we're talking about matcha. Yes. And you also wear or a Japanese-y kind of themed top as yes. well. Yes. It's very beautiful. Thank you. And then, as serendipity would have it, you just got given all this matcha stuff on the way here. Yeah, so this is the thing. Um, I became really interested in matcha um, 
Not so much, like the, the background nerdy technical stuff, but mm -hmm. the, the flavor as right. a food. Mm -hmm. I became really interested in uh, finding it all around the world. And I started documenting it on my Instagram. Mm. And then I went to Hong Kong and Japan uh, a month ago. And it was like hitting a kind of, it was like, a, a, yeah, it was like kind of like a jackpot for the matcha thing. And it was everywhere, all over. And I kind of lost it a little bit. I was <laughs> posting, you know, 10 pictures of matcha things oh, wow. every day when I was there. And it, people were messaging me and, you know, um, are you okay? Have <laughs> you lost your mind? And some people who also love matcha, they messaged me and, um, and said they were uh, drooling. Oh, wow. Over the pictures. Okay. Um, so I kind of, and it picked up, like people started calling me matcha girl, especially my Japanese friends and fans. Yeah. And people also in Japan, they, they um, brought all these gifts. It's, I guess it's a trip more common over there to bring gifts to visitors. Yeah. Um, and they brought all these different beautiful matcha chocolates and matcha so desserts these and candies. Are, and these are candies? Yes, this is a matcha latte, which is the, a drink that I love. And I, Hoping we'll get to try some. Um, it's a, it's, it's kind of sweet milk mm. and then matcha Correct. tea. Um, These are weird. These are like squidgies. This is the rice dough um. thing. I don't really like mochis anymore. I used to like it a lot. And these guys are little crackers. Yeah, they kind of look like green crackers. <laughs> yeah, they look like um. What are those like like sugary little, little guys? Things, yeah. Macaron. Mm -hmm. Like it's like half a macaron. It's it's in the vein. Yeah. The macaron. Mm -hmm. um, and this is some kind of throat candy. I don't know. Maybe it's chocolate. So I feel like I get confused with some matcha itself is is crushed up tea leaves. It's crushed up tea leaves, yeah. And then you can use that not necessarily just to make the tea, but you can use it as an ingredient of yeah. or a flavour or a food colouring. Yeah. Okay. I think I mean um it has a very particular flavour mm. that people really like, especially in Asia. But also everywhere around. Um, it's originally from China, I think. And then, and then it's really popular in Japan. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it, you can also have a ceremonial matcha, which is um, um, when you have a person, I have a picture of it here, there's a sort of a oh, wow. spoon. Look, there's some, some stuff. So this is the real thing. Hey, what's this? Oh, beautiful. Okay, we're all being given these soup bowls with um, <laughs> with green, foamy. All right, oh wow! Okay. Oh, thank you. Oh, there's a little bowl of cookies. Maybe take a photo. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay, so she just brought us all over. Is this just like a cup of tea? Yes. But well, in a really big pot. I'm imagining that this is the real stuff. So okay. this might be a little bit intense. Okay. Well, I think everything that I've ever had with matcha in it has been with sugar, and so it's been in like a brownie or like yeah. a cake mm. of some kind. Oh my god, that's amazing. Well, that's, I was, this is the thing, when you said you were doing matcha, it actually kind of filled me with a bit of um, like a weird feeling of like, oh god, like a kind of, I feel like I kind of had a resentment towards really? matcha because I, well, my old flat, well my, my current flat, my, my old flatmates, Joe and Iris, um, Iris got really into matcha lattes. And Don't blame them. My girlfriend had bought some matcha to bake with to make these brownies, and then Iris started using her matcha, 
and it was like seven pounds a tin. It's like expensive matcha. Yeah. So then like every <laughs> every evening Steph would be like, oh, I just use my matcha again. And I'd be like, babe, just say something. She'd be like, no, 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 no. She'd be like, oh, she keeps using my matcha and it's expensive. like, say something. So it just, kid to me, it's just bringing up all these uh, feelings of like so that's house your... woes. That's my only experience with it. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's not matcha's fault. It isn't. So let's try to, when okay. we take the sip, mm-hmm. let's try to um, let go. Okay. Let's try to let try to let go of all grudges. Maybe you want to let go of your grudges towards matcha. I'm gonna think about something else. I'm gonna think about a, a, maybe a grudge that I have, and okay. I'm gonna focus on it. Let's focus on past grudges and resentments. <laughs> And oh, I'm it smells try like tea. It does smell like a oh, it is like tea. a kind of earthy tea. Well, cheers. Okay, cheers. Oh, mm. it's strong, isn't it? It's so strong. It's so good. And you really like this taste. You don't like it at all. <laughs> it's all right. It's <laughs> kind of. I just want to put some milk in it. Is that really British of me? <laughs> You could ask them. I don't, don't, I don't want to. No, it is. The thing about it is also it's kind of a ceremony thing. And it has to do with meditation. It has to do with Zen Buddhism. It's like a... um, (laughs) Quite tart. But um, the making of the tea is also an important part of as much as drinking it, you know? Mm -hmm. There's all these rules and and I think it's a whole thing that I don't know much about. I suppose that's something that's been lost as it's kind of moved further west. It's maybe just, yeah, yeah, definitely not happening so much in the west. But I don't even know, I mean, I think tea ceremonies are kind of popular in Asia. So what's It's kind of almost like, it weirdly tastes a bit fishy. Do you get that? It's bitter. It's bitter, maybe that's it. No, I'm like, I don't dislike it. I'm very grateful to... Um, What's the place called? What is the, we should give them a proper shout this out. This place is called Kumiko. Kumiko. And they're in a neighborhood called Grante in uh, Reykjavik. It's a, it's a kind of an industrial area, um, which is now kind of happening as things are moving a little bit further away from the city center. Um, I'm going to have a cookie as oh, well. Oh, we should have that. Those cookies are amazing. To me, that just tastes like shortbread. Mm. So good. What am I missing here? What are you looking for? What makes you so excited about this flavour, which to me is like quite an intense, quite a bitter, as we said, quite tart. Well, what, how do you remember when you first had coffee? Uh, yeah. Did you like it? Probably not, no. I probably just drank it to be cool. There you go. No. I mean, what, it, it, there's like an, it's an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. But can you taste the matcha in that cookie? No, it's not matcha in the cookie. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> it's just repressed. That's what I didn't understand. It's just a balance. It's just a delightful cookie. This is, there's all the matcha treats. These are the matcha. We're going to try them in a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you remember your first cup of matcha? Mm-hmm. It was in Vienna, of all places. Oh. Sounds so dramatic. Um, but my friend took me to this cafe that do only matcha lattes and matcha tea. And it was really, really, really good. So I had a very positive first experience, but that's kind of like if you have your first cup of coffee and it's a really sweet, sugary latte. Yeah. So I guess and you're like, oh, I love coffee, you know, and you become <laughs> obsessed with the coffee so flavor. did you have the latte before you had anything else? Mm-hmm. And that was this kind of the, sugary and milky. This is kind of like the Americano. Yeah, this is, this is the, the neat stuff, isn't There's it? There's no milk. Although I read that um, 
You're only supposed to drink one cup of these a day. Mm. You can do what you want. It said, it said that um, Maybe when you drink yeah. green tea, it's, it's the, leaf, the leaves diffuse. And that what you're drinking is kind of the you know it's the water, but you've taken the leaves out. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with this, because it's ground up tea mm. leaves, yes. apparently they absorb a lot of lead from the ground oh, as they're growing. That's so you're drinking, about. yeah, you drink. I think it's something like thirty times more lead when you drink matcha versus green tea. Oh, crazy! So they say you shouldn't drink more than one cup a day because of lead. Because of the lead, yeah. Because you can get lead poisoning. So strange. Our planet is so weird. It is, isn't it? That's a dark thought. But thank you for sharing that. No, it's like if you eat too much tuna, you get mercury poisoning. Ugh. But people shouldn't eat tuna. Not shouldn't really. eat tuna. No, not really. But you're Icelandic. You must love all the fish. Yeah. Is it just tuna's endangered, or mm. is it because the dolphins? Both. It just yeah. you should just. I don't know. But I also think. I don't know. I I have a mixed emotions about the individual's effort. You know. Mm. It, it's such a common thing for people to, or like for for big, you know, for things to get picked up online or whatever, like about the kind of individual supposed to change the world. Yeah. You know, like it, you can do a little thing, like you can, you know. But then you think about it, and the big, it, the, the, why don't individuals put pressure on bigger companies? They should be the ones changing things. Yeah. You know, rather than the individual supposed to take on the whole crisis. I love this. We're, we're halfway through our cups of matcha and we're already getting very philosophical. <laughs> philosophical. Philosophical. Philosophical, that's how you say that word. So how does this flavour play out in these mm, sort of other variants? Of Maybe try this. Okay. I don't know. I'm, so for me, the best thing you can get, which I'm, I'm really sorry we don't have here right now, is matcha ice cream. Ooh. So that is the top of, the, of it all when it comes to the desserts. This is a little, this is the little fluff thing. Meringue. This is a little it's like kind of meringue. A meringue, yeah. Yeah, there's a tiny bit of matcha flavor in there. Not so much. No, I can't really eat this mochi thing. This, this tastes more, um, this kind of coconut. Almond, like marzipan. Coconut, that's what mm. it tastes like. Oh, it has got coconut in it, that's why. No, they are, are meringues, egg white and sugar. I can't really eat this. You can't eat it. The texture of this. It makes so me this is the little flump guy. Yeah, but you like a squishy, sugary gel thing. And you think this one will taste more like matcha? I don't know. Well, how? Why does it call itself a matcha <laughs> treat when it tastes like coconut? <laughs> so I don't <laughs> understand. That's a really good point. So I don't understand. I guess what I don't understand about matcha. And you know, I've, I've, I'm forgetting my original matcha resentments. Matcha. But what if you have to mix it with so many things that you can't taste it anymore? This is What's the all point? from Kyoto, Japan. Mm. What, do you, what does it feel like? Mm-hmm. All right. It's okay. Sugary? Mm. But this squidgy guy doesn't really taste anything like the drink. <laughs> no? No. Right. I think it's all about the flavor mm. for me. Ice cream and cakes with matcha. Mm. Matcha cookies, matcha brownies, matcha chocolate. Mm. There's, an, there's a the combination also of the milk and the matcha. It's amazing. But you know what, they're, they're also now are doing this thing with, so the matcha is the green tea, but they're also now doing it with, um, with black tea. The hojicha is a really popular thing, it's like kind of roast tea. Right. So they have now all this like ice cream flavors that are tea flavors. And you can get Earl Grey ice cream and, and all these like teas becoming like a ice cream and dessert thing. Wow. Mm. 
and I guess people who, because it has been a bit of a phenomenon lately, hasn't it? I feel like yeah. five years ago, I'd never heard of matcha. Right. Same. And recently, it's everywhere. I kind of, I don't know. I think I blame Starbucks. <laughs> and I, really? and I, well, they have that like um, matcha drink. Frappuccino. I don't know what it is. Like probably like some kind of frappuccino. <laughs> Oh, Wapuccino, whatever they're called, you know, like the frozen mm. things. That's just, it's just sugar and cream, isn't it? And yeah. then they just made it look green. Mm. Yes. So I feel like if people think they like matcha because they go to Starbucks and get a matcha frappuccino, mm. <laughs> are they really going to like it when they sit down and have the proper thing? Maybe not. I think, no. think about the coffee and analogy because, you know, we, we know coffee. Most of us drink it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... You should start with the espresso, you know? No. Isn't it? Yeah. So this is kind of like, you're taking a big step drinking this. Do you not get like a kind of fishy aftertaste? No. When you drink it and that exhale, do you not have like a real no. sting of fish? Is it just no, me? No, no, I think it's just you. <laughs> it's really good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, it. it's like a really intense green tea. Yes. With a fishy aftertaste. Apparently so. I don't know. I mean, I do think maybe the... Yeah, maybe the water. Maybe with fish water. Yeah. <laughs> maybe fish water. <laughs> we are in Iceland. Yeah. And there is a fish factory. <laughs> very nearby. Um, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful thing. It's a really special, beautifully green drink. And it, it is, a, you'll probably notice this later, it has a different kind of... Um, effect on your body than coffee you know coffee you get like get like kind of a buzz but it's um i think the matcha buzz is a little bit slower somehow mm. and it's um you it's it's more like do you ever drink like mate or have you ever been in berlin and you have like club mate or something yes i love that stuff yeah mm. it's that kind of that similar like natural caffeine and all caffeine's natural it, isn't maybe it? it is all natural um it just has a different oh, effect Bull, on your body weird. yeah that's weird <laughs> it's also sugar yeah but it has a, a different effect on your on your body, and it feels really good. And it's not as acidic as coffee, so it is as um, I think it's better for your stomach. Okay, yeah, it's supposed to have really good health benefits. That's what they say. But I don't believe any of them. Really? <laughs> I don't know. So it was supposed to, you know, because it's, it's so rich in antioxidants. Right. That they're, they're the things that keep you keep away the cancer and high blood pressure and all those different types of nasty things we don't want. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose it's almost like one of those, um, like a superfood, isn't it? Yeah, it's a popular superfood. And I suppose that's the, the trouble with superfoods is you're like, well, if I just drink 27 cups of this every day I'll instead of fine. coffee, I'll be fine. fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, coffee also has some health benefits, doesn't it? People so, keep yeah. going on about that. But then again, you never know. One day they say it's bad for you, the next day they say it's really good for you. So your obsession with matcha doesn't stem from any kind of health concerns? No, 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 not at all. No. But it, that's a wonderful thing. I mean, these things, the macaron fluffy thing and the, this matcha latte thing, it's like so much sugar, that's definitely not good for you. Yeah, I did have a little look on the back of this. Yeah. Um, was it this one? Oh no, it was the back of these Muji guys. And uh, the, the green tea powder here is actually quite far down in the list, sandwiched between starch and modified starch. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I don't think there's any health benefits from that guy. Mm. When you were in um, 
Japan, what other sort of variations on matcha could you eat and enjoy and drink? And well, the best thing I had was this was called matcha float, which is a, a kind of has this flavor like on a dark, intense. Oh, also you should know that the darker the matcha is, the better, the more quality. Right. The slower grind. Um, this, I think it all has to do with the, with the slowness of the grind. If you grind it really fast, mm. you get lower quality matcha. But then that might be used for like food or desserts or condiments. Right, or yeah. Um, was that, was this a, is this a good hue? This looks good. This looks great. Um, but in Japan, I had this float thing, which is this kind of ice drink like this, but cold and kind of sweet, no milk, and then a scoop of ice cream on top. It was unbelievable. I, al I almost cried That's when so I had that. That was a spiritual experience for me. That was in Hong Kong. Mm. But it was this place, actually, this uh, Nakamura Tokichi. Um, it's uh, kind of like, what's the, the Italian dessert where you have a little scoop of ice cream and then you pour your espresso over mm. it? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's lovely. That. So good, so good. Um, and then they also have this thing called shaved ice. Have you mm. heard about that? No. I never tried that, but it looks kind of like a snowball. And I saw this so big, I don't know how long that is in centimeters or inches. Maybe so like you, that looks 20, like 30 centimeters. 30 centimeters it's tall. Like you're, you're holding a mountain. It's called a snow mountain or something. So okay. it's like shaved ice mm -hmm. with a bunch of flavors. So you're just sitting there eating ice with the matcha flavor. I never tried that. It's like an adult slushy. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, but, and it's so big. I kind of wanted to order it just to take a picture of it. Yeah. Just to take a picture of myself with that, <laughs> with that food item. Um, and then they have this red bean paste that they have with that too. Um, and then they have all these like matcha. I once had a matcha croissant in Paris, which had a Japanese res restaurant in Paris, kind of similar to this. Um, and then there they also have these matcha macarons. And then there's this place in Japan that I didn't go to actually because I didn't have enough time, but I wanted mm. to go, which was uh, just ice cream, just matcha ice cream, and you can choose the strength or the wow. so the shade or the hue. You can kind of choose the the right um, level you're at. Mm. So you have like a really light green, just like just a little bit of matcha, and then darker and darker and darker and darker, and then to get like this like incredibly dark um, ice cream. Which was just really intense. Oh, I didn't go. I'm sorry, no, you didn't. Sorry. That's the sad reality of it. What's but so involved um, in that? I have their I have their name card in my wallet. So next yeah. time I go to Japan, I'll go to that place. So can you speak Japanese? Because you read no. this. You read this box like a pro. <laughs> it says here. <laughs> Nakamura Tokichi. Yeah. Okay. You mean really good. And how did the people in 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 Japan react to? They were quite happy. Phase. Is it is it something that's embraced over there, or is it kind yeah. of like people are like? They, really? Everyone, everyone was kind of laughing at me <laughs> when I was in in when I was really excited about seeing a matcha thing and then taking a photo of it. Yeah. Um, it 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 was kind of um, it became a bit. Yeah, they thought it was a little bit silly. You're just like a silly tourist. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And then they started helping me out. Like they started looking up places for me to go and get more matcha. And like. Um, um, and then, um, yeah, and then like the fans came with all these matcha gifts. I brought back a huge bag. Oh, so this is from fans? Yeah, so I, I got just people who came to the show. Oh, wow. Uh, 
gave me some beautiful things, matcha chocolate, matcha cookies, matcha so. desserts. It's unbelievable. Goodness. <laughs> Have you always had an interest in Eastern culture then? No, there's some more recent things. I got really into um, uh, Wabi Sabi, just a little book that I was reading. And it's a beautiful thing, it's like a, a Japanese aesthetic. That the book has this kind of disclaimer by it that it's like, you will read this book, but you will still not understand what Wabi Sabi Or like, you, you maybe, maybe you'll understand it, but probably not. And then the guy who wrote the book, he wrote another book called Further Thoughts, because he the book was kind of a popular thing um, and then it became I think in his opinion misunderstood <laughs> so right, he had yeah. to write a second like a, like actually guys this is who's, who's the writer I can't remember his name but if you look up Wabi Sabi you'll find this book beautiful books and the writer who took all the those photos that are in the book kind of like dark black and white photos of leaves and things decaying it's about celebrating things changing and um, natural decay of things. And it's about, um, yes, basically just sort of um, this kind of finding beauty in ugliness. And, it's, you can, and it also in modesty. And you can look at this thing that we have here. You know how Japan has a lot of this ceramics? Is like, this is the teacup that we were given, but it's more like a soup bowl. It's so big. I mean, so, so, um, the, the round shape, the bowl, is the ultimate uh, shape of wabi-sabi culture. It's not square, it's round. So the bowl is like the perfect... So is this a fictional culture or a real culture? This is real. Oh, okay. This is an ancient Japanese um, thing. Yeah. So it was like a factual book? Yeah, it was just was it kind of describing it. It's maybe like similar to describing a, a, a movement in art or something, okay. like modernism or whatever. You would, you would like read about what, what it means to the people. But um, this one is apparently hard to describe because it's, um, it's something that people don't necessarily talk about. Mm. They just know. So it, it, but it stems from this kind of, you know, how things were, if you imagine ancient Asia, there's this gold, fancy dragons and red colors and gold colors and mm. everything is kind of glamorous. But within that there was this kind of undercurrent of uh, tea ceremonies, which is kind of like going to a coffee house or something, I don't know. Mm. This is where people would meet and talk and, and drink tea and, you know, like get together. Um, and then this, this uh, one guy who kind of invented this movement, he started, you know, he started having modest bowls, not gold bowls, and he started having like wooden spoons and using the things that they had around them. And at the time, many hundreds of years ago, they used, you know, nature was, nature is like the ultimate resource and, and use the thing that you love and fix it, you know, keep on, like fix it, amend it lovingly and keep on using it. Um, and then, um, you know, rather than buying a new thing. I, and then that, that kind of, culture stayed, it was kind of preserved, and you can notice it in, in Japanese culture somewhere here and there. You can notice it in a lot of things if you, if you open your eyes to it. Um, it's just about, the, like, you know how it is so charming to be in an old house that looks yeah. run down, kind of um, shabby in a way, mm. but it has a real vibe? Yeah. It's about the vibe, but it's also just about kind of minimalism. Like not, not um, being concerned about having the newest version of something or having the fanciest, finest thing. And in art, this is particularly beautiful because you kind of you're more tuned in with what is random. Mm. 
randomness. You know how like wind chimes are a random sound mm -hmm. uh, effect, I guess. You have it. You put it out, and the wind is the thing that plays the instrument. But it, it's random. But then you start thinking, like, what is really random, and what is improvised, and what is kind of fixed, and what is not fixed, and um, and I think that's incredibly beautiful when you just maybe have watercolors and you let the water drizzle down or you let the things just let things take their course kind of like a bath bomb a bath bomb what's that you see the, the shop lush oh yeah and you buy those fizzy bombs and you put <laughs> them in the bath crazy and all the smell. colors go yeah it, i never tried that before but i remember they used to have that nice the shop um yeah yes like a bath bomb yeah yeah for sure and it's just it's random that the Water carry water and the bubbles carry the colours around the bath. Yes, and it it's, all just and ends so up in a murky purple at the and end. And it's so gorgeous. And then you start looking at like nature. You start thinking nature is is random if you can use that word. And then yeah, and then you start seeing how incredibly beautiful that is. And then you start thinking how can you incorporate that in your in your art and in your um, in your um, whatever music or visual arts or writing or you know. Like letting things be the way they are and seeing them for what they really are. But another thing about Wabi Sabi, which I also truly love, is that it's a very lonely vibe. It's very lonely, very sad, very kind of dark, melancholic. Um, and you have to picture this, something like a, a river and a lo a man, one man in a, in a tent maybe. And uh, the autumn wind blowing, a leaf falling, and the full moon. That's what we saw. Wow, that's very desolate. Did you feel the vibe? I did yeah. Did you picture this kind of darkness? Well, maybe it's also this this matcha making me really really calm. Yes. Yeah. But also awake. Actually, I feel a bit sleepy. Is that really weird? I don't want to be. I feel like I'm like literally just being. The anti everything <laughs> that you should say, being like, oh, it's a bit funny, and I'm falling asleep. I don't really like it. I'm about to fall asleep. No <laughs> <laughs> one, grateful I mean, bitch. You don't have to like it. <laughs> I think that's also it, important. I, I see what you mean. It's like it is like coffee, where you kind of have the coffee because you need to wake up and do some work. And I feel like it would be if I drank more of it, I would. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe with some milk. You know, I feel mm. like it would taste. Oh, sorry. I feel like it would taste this. delicious in a in a latte. Mm. Well, this is from Muji, which we have in London. So yeah, you could probably find it there. Just buy that in London. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> or every other cafe now, this, <laughs> which is wonderful, you know. Um, but to how that 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 wabasabi kind of uh, mindset, mm. how does that play into the tea ceremonies? So the wabasabi movement um, was based around the tea ceremony. The tea ceremony, I don't know what, what a proper tea ceremony looks like or feels like or is, but it's like a procedure, it's like you know, how you have the, the bowl and then you have the tea and then you make the thing and it's all, every single movement is perfected. And you can imagine the Japanese mindset is very, very particular and very focused. Um, like their flag, like a single yeah. red dot that's focused. Um, and they and they have you know and that's and then they started making different versions and it's like a huge thing that I wish I knew more about and um, and it, and basically it went from being really glamorous to being really um, really beautiful but but like 
ugly. You know how this. You know how this looks. Like it's rusty, and and I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the cup again. The ceramics is like. It's it's kind of just whatever. You know, like no yeah. one is making these lines. They're they're sh they're not. They're not to a grid. They just are. Yeah. And that's wabi sabi. And it's like no element um, sticks out. But when mm. you start looking at things, you notice how how particular and gorgeous and unique they are. I suppose the irony is that these bowls are probably quite expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing that has happened today, yeah. yeah. Is it, you know, how, like, people have these really expensive designer things and they, and they look like, the, like a, they look like rubbish almost, you know, like, yeah. or, or like, just shabby chic. Shabby like chic. How you buy new jeans with holes in them. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect example, yeah. It's a funny old world, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But the but the, the holes on the jeans, mm. that's wabi sabi. And that why is. do you like the holes on the jeans? Why do you love that? Well, I don't have any holes in my jeans. But, but you lo that looks great, right? It, it looks, looks so quite cool. rock and roll. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think when they when they come out the shop like when the when the lines are too mm -hmm. perfect. Because there's an essence, there's a story, there's it like needs a, to be a bit scraggy. There's yeah. a narrative. And, and and that's what we do as human beings and everything. We find narratives and we try to understand things. It's just when the narrative is forty pound in top shop. It's, it's a not boring as interesting. Narrative. It's boring, yeah. yeah. It is. But then there's then there's this how do you sense the difference between those two? And that's being more awake and that's being more well, I think thinking. you made that hole in your top. I don't think it came like that. <laughs> yeah, that hole definitely uh, was not. Wait, how did it how did you get the hole? I don't know. It's I, in a it weird actually, place, isn't it? I, it's I like where your belly button is. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> this this is the this is a mystery. It's very wabi sabi of you. Thank you. <laughs> did you go to China or did you just go to Japan? Uh, also went to well I went to Hong Kong. Oh Hong Kong. Kind of China. But so you didn't go to Japan? I did, yeah. Oh, you did. Where did you go to Japan? To Tokyo. On the same trip? Yes. What was the differences between the Chinese kind of matcha culture and I the Japanese? I actually found a little bit more matcha in Hong Kong than I did in, in Japan. I don't yeah. know why. I, I thought... Think it's isn't it Chinese matcha? I mean, it's originally Chinese, but it's been kind of maintained by the Japanese right. people because it's so popular over there and it has been for the last hundreds of years. Um, but I, I was surprised because I thought it, it would be way more in Japan, but we kind of had to look for places. And there's a, I mean, we, but we found them. <laughs> God knows we found them. We went to a shopping mall yes. that had like one matcha restaurant, and it's so popular. You have to take a, you have to take a, uh, like a line, and uh, take like a, a number, ticket, yeah. ticket and then like they call the you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazing. And then you can sit down, and you can only sit there for sixty minutes because normal Japanese uh, meal time is sixty minutes. So you can, it's like this booth type of thing. So it's completely isolated. So they just hit a stop clock when you go in. <laughs> I don't know. No, they probably don't. No, okay. It's more of an etiquette thing, I guess. Right. But they, they specifically said that on the menu. Wow. That's but what other places did you go to? On that trip? Yeah. Other countries? The matcha, no, the, the matcha places. The matcha places. I mean, I went to this like matcha ice cream place in uh, Hong Kong where I had the matcha float. Um, that place was in Hong Kong, actually. Well, in Japan. I meant to go to the ice cream yeah. shop, but I only had two days in Japan. It was oh, quite busy, okay, yeah. um, playing shows and doing some stuff. So there was, there was um, a little bit less matcha. But then, uh, actually, in Japan, all the, the audience kind of provided the matcha for me. They came with the, the gifts. Also, how are you not fatter if people keep oh. giving you all these <laughs> delicious no. sweets and treats? I feel like if I were a touring musician, 
and one and to being given like bags of sugar at every turn, mm. I'd be like, now I, I probably wouldn't caring. fit on the plane. <laughs> you have to share it with friends and you have to have just a little bit. Yeah. Self-restraint. Yeah. Mm. Minimalism. <laughs> um, so you said in Japan it's been going for like yeah, hundreds of years, this, mm -hmm. this culture. But has it been accelerated or has it kind of, has it grown to cater to the, the sort of desires and wants of the tourists who are coming over from the West and Probably. saying, we want the proper like Japanese matcha experience? I bet. But I mean, that's the thing that happens everywhere when something mm. specific and unique to a place that, that visitors want to find that. Um, I actually don't know. I mean, um, I think it's becoming more of a thing, like you said. It's more of a thing also in the West. You know, we have a place here in Iceland now that does matcha. Like, that sounds a little bit strange. Yes. And this is a new place. How, how long has this place been going? For about a year, maybe, I think. And you know the lady who owns this, yes. this cafe? Well, I, I met her here. Um, so my friend John Rogers, journalist at Grapevine magazine, he came here with me first. We had, um, we had some... Brunch? They were trying out a brunch or something. So we had like all brunch. these. No, it's just food and like just okay. And, but also some amazing tea. We kind of sat here and we were just trying a bunch of stuff. And then I actually, for some reason, yes, this is another thing from Instagram. Is like a, a person came to my show in Switzerland in Zurich mm. and said, um, "You should go to this cafe in Zurich. It's a matcha cafe, and you might know other people because they also have a cafe in Iceland." And then this place, Komiko exists uh, or has this kind of sister branch in Zurich called Mio, Miyuko or something. Wow. Um, I can't so this is part of a, a chain? They have chain, two, well, they have two places. So, in, in Switzerland and in Iceland. Just kind of strange, isn't it's it? It's really strange. But it's amazing. And then I went in there and then they recognized me. The, the people there and they said, well, you know, we wanted to come to your show last night, we couldn't come. But have to sit down, have some matcha. So we, we were there, we had some matcha. And it was so beautiful. It was such a special, vibey place. So what did you have though? Did, I mean, what food? Did, can you have matcha in just regular, like, yeah, non-sweet food? Yes. I don't savory. know if I like it I think much. savory is the word that they use yeah. there. Yeah. You know, you can have some matcha noodles. Okay. I, I don't actually know, but I know that that exists. Yeah. Yes. Mm. You didn't have that? Did no. you just have a bit of cake? Yeah, we had some, we had some tea and stuff. Some nice. chocolate. And they make they make amazing matcha chocolate. Mm. These, the people who run this place. So it's like a Swiss chocolate maker that um, has a bunch of flavors, and one of the flavors is matcha. It's incredible. That's it's cool. so so good. Yeah. How do the people of uh, how do the people of Reykjavik responded to this cafe then? Because it is it's so this place used to be um, like a really really proper local cafe. Right. That is a bit. Um, I never, I actually never went here, but I think I had a really strong vibe, mm -hmm. a really, really strong vibe, a very real, like, like this is where all the, like, the people working in the factories and the bus stop would, would be there, like, yeah, the bus drivers would come here and have a Just smoke like, and have, like, like, a, like, a greasy spoon kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, when this place was new, you, like, there's still some of the old customers who would come in, I mean, maybe the staff here working, they would know more than me, but I just remember being here, there was 10 
old ladies came in, and they probably planned to come to the, the other place. I don't know, maybe not. Yeah. But they came here and they all were like, "Do they have coffee?" <laughs> came into this place that has any kind of tea you could imagine in the world, and yeah. they all want coffee. <laughs> and then they just sit down and have a coffee in this in this kind of new place. That's how it was such a it was such a funny clash between this like the old style Reykjavik and the new version of Reykjavik. Well, it's the thing I guess that I find really funny about this place is it seems like every other like cafe restaurant kind of establishment that I've been to, well not every other, but a lot of them kind of play off the, the, the concept of being quite Icelandic. Do they? Do you not think? Maybe. I think they're all kind of fancy. Just, I yeah, mean, Icelandic fancy. to me means shabby. Right, okay. Shabby chic. I just thought if you're like, if it's a, such a tourist focused, tourist I mean, heavy. It's so fancy, they're so nice. It's like the Scandi vibe. It's, yeah, it's destroying really everything. Nice. But it is, it is nice, you know, it's not bad. It's just, it seems like a lot of the other establishments are geared towards bringing in tourists that want a taste of Iceland. Whereas this yeah. is kind of geared to giving you a taste of. Something else. Something else, uh, Asia, Japan. Yeah, which is just strange when you know yeah. so much. So much of the other tourism kind of entities around this area feel very drawn to bringing people in because it's Iceland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the thing that stood out to, to me about it. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's too much of it. I think it's good to have diversity. A big thanks to Joffrey first slash JFDR uh, for chatting to us and to the Café Kumiko in Reykjavik and, of course, to Iceland Airways Festival for having us. You can find our show notes and previous episodes at talktheline.blog. Next week, we are talking to Casey Spooner of Fisher Spooner. It's a bit of a rambly chat about food memories. You've been listening to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. This podcast is produced by Paul Bridgewater with original music by Seams. It is a podcast from the line of Best Fit. Check out the website for your new music fix. If you're feeling lovely, please subscribe to this podcast. If you're feeling super lovely, please leave us a nice review. It helps other people find this show. See you next week.